fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome into The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier. Happy Friday, end of the week. It's great to have you for the ride today. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio and TV, plus the live streaming and podcasting thereafter. Your millennial general reporting for duty the way we do each and every day. Thanks for hanging out with us. Great to have you. For the right, it's going to be a good one today. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. we got a lot to get to. We have Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District in the state of Ohio joining us. We'll play that interview at the bottom of the hour. We sat down with him earlier today, and like usual, we went about 20 minutes. We can only play about eight minutes of the interview on the show, which means we'll have a special edition podcast going up after the program today. We have, You ever have one of those moments, and this is not regarding me, by the way. This is just kind of in general. I was going scrolling through social media today, and I saw one of those posts where a mom was like, wait a second, moms never get the credit that's due to them. And let me explain. Moms are usually the ones a lot of times are staying home with the kid or get to, you know, get them up in the morning and get them ready for school and get them dressed and get them prepared and teach them the life lessons and how to be courteous and how to show respect and how to have your mannerisms. Moms usually get to teach all of those things because uh, predominantly, and this is not obviously always the case, especially in today's times, but usually the mom gets to either work or work from home or be able to stay at home. And the dad usually goes to work and then come home and uh, eats dinner and spends a little time with the family and then goes to bed. And the cycle continues each and every day. But I saw a post from a mother that said, moms never get the credit too because we teach all of these life lessons. We're the ones that go through the hassle. We're the ones that help with the breakups. We're the ones that get them ready for school every day. We're the ones that teach them things throughout the day on a daily basis. We pick them up from school when they're sick. We're the They go on down this road. And then dad comes in and wrestles with them and tells a fart joke. And then they're the favorite parent, you know, out of both parents for the kid because they're the ones that like to roughhouse and have some fun. So the dad gets the credit for a lot of what the mom does on a daily basis. And it's a funny meme. And I've seen that many times. And I would have to agree with that one. Mrs. Voice of Reason luckily gets to uh, work from home as we are starting the Who's Your Media Network. And she's working on many of those aspects. So she gets to be the one, especially with the little one doing the online schooling. She gets to help her from for school each and every day, all day long, while she's trying to work on the other things. And she gets her ready for school, and she gets to do her hair, uh, because I would not know how to do any of that. And then I come home, and Isla, uh, little voice reason, wants to wrestle and have fun and and play games and do all the stuff, because they miss Dada, which is awesome, and I absolutely love it. But I'm starting to realize how cool it would be to actually be Joe Biden. Let me explain. Let me explain. There's a headline... (laughs) There's a headline from Gallup right now where U.S. optimism about COVID-19 situations reach new high. Now, this is the same time, by the way, that we have headlines that Texas has officially opened up 100 percent. Masks are optional. You don't have to social distance anymore. Businesses can open up as much as they want to. You have Alabama about ready to do the same thing next week. Mississippi has already announced that they're going to do the same thing as well. Connecticut, a Democrat-run state of Connecticut is about ready to do the same thing as they have announced as well, that they will be opening up 100%. Now, this is the same time that Joe Biden talks about the Neanderthal mindset, and then Neanderthals, kind of like the deplorables, but the Neanderthals that are just wanting to go back to business as normal when we're not ready yet because we don't have all the vaccines out there. 
But with 60% of Americans reporting COVID-19 situations are improving, who's getting all the credit? Joe Biden. Now, I want to tell you a little story. Over the last 10 months, 12 months, that really started about a year ago, so let's say 12 months, there was another president that was called the Cheeto, that was called the Orange Man that had wavy long hair that they didn't even know whether it was his or not legitimately. And the pandemic hit during his administration, and he had nine months of an administration to deal with said COVID pandemic, where businesses shut down, where we mandated masks, not nationwide, but statewide, and he allowed those opportunities, where we built ventilators at a massive record in this nation to distribute across this nation and other parts of the world, where we had a vaccine come out approved by the USDA, approved by the FDA, planned for a distribution of said vaccine to the time where he left office in January of 2021. We had 20 to 30 million vaccines already out into the general public. When Joe Biden walked in, he announced that he wanted 100 million, but we were already on that path because we strategized for the proper distribution of said vaccine. We approved the vaccine. We did the trials of the vaccine. We created the vaccine by three separate companies and worked with the federal government for the proper distribution thereof. We created the rules of the six-foot social distancing, and the mask wearing across the nation. We had an Operation Warp Speed that was run by the Vice President of the United States, by the head of the CDC and the FDA and the USDA and the Trump administration. All of this was in place. All of it was in place. And it was already running, and it was already working, and what they said was going to cause 2 million deaths in the United States of America. We hit 500,000 a year later when things are beginning to open up. The vaccine's already out. People are already immune. And I think that herd immunity is already almost there. He did all the work, all the legwork. Donald Trump is the mother of this country, the loving, sweet, tender mother who wanted to treat us properly and take care of us and give us that tough love and make everything happen the way that needed to. Daddy came home in a drunken stupor, not remembering where his home actually is and falling down the stairs and said, hey, kids, I'm home. And he gets all the credit. So well done, Joe Biden. You are now improving this country by allowing the Trump administration's hard work over the last year to allow to flood this country with positivity. And now with 60% of Americans saying that their COVID-19 situations are improving, 22% worry about the access to COVID-19 testing, which is down from 60% last April, just a year ago. And since June 7 of 10 U.S. adults have reported experiencing some type of disruption with only 22% concerned about access to the testing or the virus vaccine and 60% of Americans saying the uh, that the situation is improving for themselves. Joe Biden is now getting the credit as the media was going to allow Joe Biden to get the credit for with the situation. We're opening up under, it happened under the Trump administration and now we're opening up under the Biden administration. <laughs> So there we are. We now have Joe Biden as the great savior. Now, it really is intriguing to me and not to go all conspiracy theory on you to put that conspiracy theory hat on. But just by speculation, Joe Biden has now gone the longest since like the mid or like early 1900s, late 1800s without doing a press conference or press statement in some way, shape or form. Like not actually just sitting down doing a Q&A with everybody. He has not done so. His administration has done press conferences with his press team. But then they say, I'll have to get back to you on that. Well, I'll have to circle back around for this. It's ironic to me that we had a pandemic that forced everybody to stay at home, to not socially distance or to socially distance and to not actually be around crowds, to not go into public in any way, shape or form. And that's the year that hit when the dementia guy 
actually runs for president from his basement and actually doesn't go out to do events. Coincidence? I don't know. Something to throw out there. But it's uh, to me, I look for patterns. To me, I look for coincidences. To me, I look for uh, common sense in the world when sometimes there just is no common sense. And for what we see, Donald Trump saved one and a half million people. And this will probably, by the way, get us banned on social media again, which is okay. Because we're preparing for that, so bring it on. Whatever. We're not, we're, the exposure is limited already as it is because it doesn't allow people to actually see the algorithm. It won't even, by the way, on Facebook. I try to share it out on the other pages. It will not let me share it out on the Facebook. I post it live on my personal page and then share it to the Voice Reason, share it to the Hoosier Media Network, share it to our KQAM page here on the local market. And I try to share it. All, they, it won't let me attach a video. Won't do it. It only goes on my personal. So unless you're friends with me, you cannot see the feed on Facebook right now. The YouTube is slowly getting there, but they could take it away just like that, and they've already taken down probably three or four different episodes. Twitch is there, twitch.tv. You can find us on there at Who's Your Reason. It's there for now, and it's actually been doing relatively well, and we haven't done much with that one, and we're going to focus on that until it goes away. But we're working on alternatives. Don't you worry about that. But until then, you can find the video feeds there. And, of course, regular radio and TV affiliates uh, all over the place that we're growing on, too. But from what I can tell, Donald Trump saved one and a half million people from COVID-19. They predicted up to two million deaths, and everybody said that was going to happen in like the first six months because Donald Trump was terrible. He was horrible. He couldn't handle the situation appropriately. So therefore, he was he did not take it seriously. I mean, they joked about him saying, why don't you drink Clorox to flush it out of your system, which is not what he said, but they mocked him for it. And if anybody understands the way that government runs in any way, shape, or form, you understand that when policy happens at the federal level, it takes time to actually trickle down into society. When a bill passes the federal government, when it's signed by the House, it's signed by the Senate, it's signed by the President of the United States, it takes time for an agency to be set up, it takes time for it to actually be operational, and it takes time to actually see the effects thereof. They can try and manipulate on paper and say, now it's official, but until they start regulating it, nothing can be done. And think about the sluggish, slow, molasses version of the federal government. And just think that in nine months, we had a virus. We created a vaccine, three vaccines, by the way. We got them distributed across the nation. We had resources sent out to the entire nation, to all the states and the different health departments and the different hospitals and the different state uh, agencies that actually needed it. We got unemployment money. To as many people as possible here in Kansas, they're <laughs> struggling a little bit and they're a little wonky there. But regardless, the other states got in unemployment money for individuals who lost their money and who lost their careers and their livelihoods during the COVID-19 pandemic. We got different ideas on how to actually take care of you. Now, they didn't do it in a proper manner of boost your immune system, lose some weight, get back in shape, get out and get some sun, get some vitamin D, take some magnesium. Da, 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 da. I mean, now, again, if I mention those things, especially the C word or the HC word, hydroxychloroquine, I'll probably get banned on social media again. That's all right. They didn't talk about any things that could potentially help. They said, no, nothing will save you until we get a vaccine approved by the FDA, approved by the USDA, approved by uh, the federal government to allow you to get this vaccine. That's going to be paid for, by the way, by Microsoft, because that makes a whole lot of sense. Nothing else will work. Boosting your immune system will not work in this situation. That's another story for another time. We did all of this in a nine-month time frame under Donald Trump, who, by the way, is the type A personality who did not like to waste time or do anything in a sluggish manner like federal government liked to do, which made him very frustrated at many times, and you could tell that in his press statements. 
A year later, which is usually about the time things start to take effect, Joe Biden walks in and says, ha I have the answer. And now states are saying, wow, look at that. We can open up again. And even he's saying, don't do it too fast because you're a Neanderthal with your Neanderthal thinking if you're some evil conservative that says, let's just open up and just do things at your own pace. If you feel safe and don't want to wear a mask and don't want to shut down your business, you are a brainless uneducated fool. I've seen numerous studies from the progressives and their elite studies from universities that say that the mid-America region, farmers, truck drivers, blue-collar workers, you are the unintelligent fools in this nation, and they say those are the ones that vote Republican. And they're the ones that are racist, by the way, too, because according to them, then you're all just a bunch of racists unless you're the hoity-toity elite who are the (laughs) actual racists. But you are the problem with society because you are uneducated, you don't have a college degree, and therefore you are the lower end of the totem pole. So they say, now, if you want to open up, fine, but you're not getting a test, you're not getting a vaccine. You're not going to have any access. If you die, you're not going to get any money. If you, as a state, if you have people dying in your state... You're not going to get any financial support from the federal government because we will not cover you since you did not follow our guidelines to stay shut for another two years or a year or whatever they whatever the new norm is now with what they want to do. Our local health department here in the Wichita area said, yeah, we'd really like you to just isolate at home and literally go nowhere for an entire year to year and a half. That's what he said. But the fact that you're making your own decisions, how dare you are a Neanderthal. But it's my credit that we're starting to open up because we did things right, unlike the Donald Trump administration, who's done it for the last 10 months. I've done it for two months, and now I've saved the day. Yeah, okay. Lots to get to here on a Friday here on The Voice of Reason. Stay tuned. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out with us today, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. You can find all of our streaming on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. All at Hoosier Reason on our social media. Also on the website at HoosierReason.com. Again, no I in Hoosier, H O O S E R Reason.com. Subscribe to the newsletter, check out our blog, check out all of our fun goodies we have on there. Uh, just real quick to wrap up that last segment about the COVID stuff, Joe Biden getting uh, getting the credit for that one. It really it shows two parts. Number one, it shows that the general population is really gullible because they're such instant gratification individuals. We don't think long term and be like, wow, how did we get to this point where we actually have vaccines out in the community? I mean, by the time Joe Biden wanted, got in, he wanted 100 million vaccines out. We were already at 20 or 30 million vaccines out there. So the process was already in motion. But we don't think that way in today's times. We think, wow, look at that, Donald Trump. It was terrible. Joe Biden, it's so great. Kind of like the economic stuff. When the economy is doing really, really well, then it's uh, usually the person in office is the one that gets the credit. And sometimes it is their uh, their uh, cause for the economy to be very well or very bad. But usually it's about a two or three or four year stint uh, between the policies that they make and then the effects it actually has on the economy. So there is a little bit of a give room there. I would usually say the first half of the new administration that comes in, the economy, whatever it's doing, is in part of the past and prior administration. However, there are some stipulations to that. If you cut taxes immediately, the economy is going to do very well. People are very excited about that. Businesses are excited about that. They start reinvesting in their business. They start expanding their business. People start spending more money. So cutting taxes is kind of an instant, uh, yeah. When you raise taxes and you raise regulation and you print money and you inject it into the economy, by injecting it in, you create a bubble, which you're not going to see for another three to four years out. Just kind of throw for those that are very, uh, very simple minded on the left side of the aisle. That's just kind of a basic understanding for you. But the American people have a very short term memory, which is why Joe Biden is great because he's saving us from covid. Donald Trump, not great because it was terrible during covid. And we can't think anything past that, which the, the part two of that is. The progressives utilize and take advantage of that system all the time because they love to be the ones out front and center when things are doing well, even though they're not the ones that actually did the hard work behind the scenes to actually make that happen. They're the jerk dad that gets all the credit when mom is the one that actually uh, raised the kid and actually taught them all the stuff. Now, not saying that dads don't. I do. But, you know. They're there with them all day long. Now, I get it. That's an unconventional thing to say during these times, right? You can't say a mom and a dad because that's like a Dr. Seuss book, and that would be racist or that would be bigoted for the uh, LGBTQ community. I know. I know. (laughs) Anyways, let's get into what's trending here. What do you say? What's trending today? Talking about having a short-term memory. Remember all the way back when, like a year or two ago, when we had the hashtag MeToo movement and we didn't want any anybody to actually uh, attack women and that women need to be trusted and women need to be heard and their voice needs to be proven whenever they speak. When they speak, it is the truth. So when women accuse of sexual harassment, we just need to listen. Remember that, the whole Kavanaugh thing? She spoke... And even though there was evidence against that and it was like 40 years ago and everybody that was there had no idea what she was talking about, when she said it, we just need to believe her regardless of what the situation is. We just got to believe it. Hashtag me too. You have to believe 
no matter what the circumstances, the woman is always right. I've learned that a long time ago in my relationship with my wife. The woman <laughs> is always right. And you have to use that in the hashtag MeToo movement as well. Well, Andrew Cuomo apparently gets a pass from that one as employees or interns or whoever this now says that she believes he was going to propose uh, proposition her for adult activities. Now, she's coming out and saying that. He says he's never touched anybody inappropriately or done anything inappropriately, but she is now accusing Governor Andrew Cuomo from the state of New York. But because he's a Democrat, you know, we just don't have any evidence of that. So thanks, woman, but we're just not going to believe you. The ones that are pushing the Me Too movement that you need to trust the woman and believe her whenever she says something, we can't believe her right now. Andrew Cuomo is really not it. I'm realizing that... There really haven't been conservatives actually accused and committed with something like this. I think the Democrats are looking in the mirror at their own sins and then blaming Republicans. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio and TV plus the live streaming right here on The Voice of Reason. Always great to have you, especially for a Friday. I love Fridays. They're fun. We try to have a little bit more fun, still talk some issues, but have a little bit lighter fun. Although today we haven't been able to do that a whole lot yet just because there's a lot of stuff going on. We are streaming all over the place. Uh, Scott, uh, do you notice it wasn't reported for the thousands of elderly deaths caused by his discussion, meaning Governor Cuomo bringing him down? It's the three women claiming unwanted advancements. Does that seem odd to you? Absolutely, it seems odd to me. And you're absolutely right. It's funny how they tried to pick the lesser of the two evils because he put a bunch of COVID sick people at the beginning of the pandemic into elderly care and long-term care facilities to kill old people that's that were target we even said like they can't even say we didn't know or that it was approved they literally said at the very beginning of this thing it hits people with immune compromised systems so either people with pre-existing conditions or elderly people above 65 years old because it hits people that have lowered immune system they said that from day one even before it got to the united states they said that they're like oh wow this virus is in china it's probably going to hit the u.s we don't know where it's going to hit yet we're not really sure but it's a virus and it hits people with lowered immune systems they said that then the first hit in like seattle washington i believe was the first one and then it just kind of scattered from there and the first thing governor cuomo did was oh yeah by the way we're going to put these sick people into long-term care facilities with retired individuals and elderly folks 
and then all of them died, and now it's not his fault. But let's not talk about that. Let's shift gears a little bit, and let's talk about you know sexual harassment with the Me Too movement because that's marginally less topical right now, and people forget about the Me Too movement, so it's totally okay. It's a great observation. And again, nice deflection from the mainstream media wanting to not talk about the failures from the Democrat Party side of this because they want to hype up the fact that Joe Biden and Democrats are doing so well succeeding at taking care of the COVID-19 pandemic. All right, I want to play this interview. We sat down with them earlier today, first thing this morning. Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District. Yesterday, we talked about the HR1 bill with the voting, and that's what we talked with him about in this interview as well as he voted against that one and what it could do for this nation if this got through against uh, the nation and its voting process with electronic voting, registered voting online, same-day voter registration, and lowering the voting age to the age of, yes, oh yes, 16. This is Congressman Bob Latta. Earlier today, this is what he had to say. From the great state of Ohio in District Number 5, we have Congressman Bob Latta with us again. Congressman, how are you, my friend? Every day is a good day, my friend. Hey, absolutely. It's great to have you back on. There was a big vote uh, the last couple of days that I really want to talk about. This H.R. 1, we talked about it on the program yesterday, the uh, really changing the voting system, automatic voter registration, online voter registration, lowering the age of voting to the age of 16, this seems like an absolute cluster, and it almost seems like it's taking the right of the states away to put the requirements or stipulations on how you can vote or how you can register and giving it to the hands of the federal government. What Talk about this bill a little bit. What's going on? Well, this is another one of the really far-left Democrat pieces of legislation. They had this last in the last Congress to bring it forward again. This Congress, uh, they, they, they passed it last time, Senate to the Senate, fortunately. You know, we knew that when it was going over there in the last Congress that Mitch McConnell would kill it. In this Congress, you know, they're right back again with it. But again, what you say, this is a very dangerous piece of legislation because what you're looking at is multiple things. First of all, it nationalizes our rate, our elections in the United States. You know, you're absolutely right. The Constitution gives that right to the states under Article One, Section 4. What you're seeing is, is that the Democrats are trying to take, make it a takeover of the federal government of all state laws. And when you think about our elections, we want them to be out to, in, in our state. You know, I look here in the state of Ohio in the last election cycle. It ran smoothly. Everything went fine. But that's because we have Ohio laws on the books. But, you know, multiple things. Not only does it nationalize our elections. The uh, Federal Elections Commission right now is a neutral body, meaning it's, uh, it's uh, as many Republicans as Democrats on it. Oddly enough, in this piece of legislation, they want to make it a five-person uh, board or commission. And guess what? That means they can start thinking, well, we can outvote uh, to make sure we get what we want. If you like uh, what happens out in California where, you know, they just send out uh, mass uh, ballots and then they have what they call ballot harvesting, uh, this would allow that under this piece of legislation. It would also have an ability to actually limit free speech out there. And uh, oh, and, by, and also it says you give two hundred dollars to a candidate, federal government's going to match it six to one. Uh, so that means the federal government, you know, you'd be uh, having a twelve hundred dollar match. So uh, this is what's in this piece of legislation. It makes all of this pandemic stuff that Nancy Pelosi wanted to get in and now make it permanent. Uh, so, if, you know, again, if you like what happens in California and have it happen in your state, just let this thing happen. 
I, I'm dumbfounded on how crazy this bill actually seems uh, across the board when it comes, as you mentioned, violating the Constitution, taking the rights away from the state, but matching it at the federal level. So if you donate to a candidate, and I want to donate to you know Congressman Bob Ladd in the 5th District, that the government would match that, which I'm assuming their idea is, well, let's just get all these you know city slickers and Democrats in the inner cities to donate you know 20 bucks. They're going to match it at the federal government level. And then we see Democrats just completely blow Republicans away when it comes to contributions. Well, you know, you always have to look at what their reasoning is behind all of this. And again, uh, the, you know, the Democrats, if you look at the billions of dollars that their high-end donors give every uh, cycle, uh, and, uh, you know, you saw Michael Bloomberg, what was it? He spent a billion dollars and didn't get a vote. But uh, what you're going to see is that the uh, Democrats see something in this, that they say that uh, we want to we want to have this happen. Uh, but, you know, everything from having the federal government subsidizing the elections to having the federal government taking over our elections, having the federal government uh, determining if you what you say for speech is what you can say. And, oh, and Bob, also really important, you know, if, you, if you're going to get on an airplane, what do you have to have with you? If you don't have a valid ID, you're not getting on that plane. But guess what? You won't have to have any ID. You only have to say, fill out forms, and yeah, that's me. Or sign a statement, but you know what? It means a person go from state to state to state and and uh, do this without because they said no IDs. So this, this is, uh, in my opinion, a very dangerous piece of legislation. And uh, you know, with the Senate being fifty fifty, with the with the vice president breaking all ties, I'm really hoping that uh, there are uh, all fifty Republicans over in the Senate say absolutely not, so they can't uh, uh, get the. 60 votes to get a, to get to cloture to bring that bill to the floor. So I'm just hoping that this bill is dead on arrival. I hope as it gets to the Senate. But uh, it's important for uh, individuals out there to reach out to their uh, prospective senators and tell them what they think about HR one. Yeah, this is completely ridiculous. I mean, one of the parts of it that I'm very confused about, as you mentioned, with some of the uh, online electronic registration, it says that you really don't even have to put in your signature, or you need to put in your signature, but you can do an online electronic signature. I've tried to sign some of those online signature things, and it doesn't seem anything like what my real signature actually is. I mean, it takes away all verification, but what really troubles me, the lowering of the age to 16 to be able to vote. I mean, Congressman, I'm not an adult at 16 years old. I'm still under my parents' home. I'm not allowed to buy a car. I'm not allowed to buy a firearm. I'm not allowed to go and get my own insurance. I'm not allowed to buy cigarettes. I can't buy alcohol. I can't do anything, but they want me to go and vote. To me, that seems completely absurd. Well, and again, I think the Democrats are thinking, well, maybe younger people wouldn't really look at some of these issues and uh, really delve into it. They're going to support us. And again, uh, they did this in the last Congress, trying to bring forth a, a 16-year-old. You know, and you know the the Constitution uh, says that, that uh, uh, you know we set the, uh, the that age at 18. Uh, when they were you know looking at it, then they didn't drop it to 16. And I, but I think it's it's again you're you're right. You go through everything that you can and can't do when you're and you're you know also. I remember when I was in high school taking a business law course. One of the things was that as a as a minor, and that's what you are a minor, mm-hmm. that uh, you, you know you you uh, can get out of a lot of contracts because it's kind of buyer beware for the uh, if somebody give you a credit card and uh, you they and you go out and run it up. It's just like well I'm not responsible for my debts because I'm not an adult. Right. 
Yeah, it boggles my mind. Uh, there's some other stuff I want to talk to you about, but that was a major one that came out yesterday, and I'm very concerned. Now, real quickly, on the Senate side, will it have to be a simple majority in the Senate, or no. uh, do they they no. still have that 60 vote they have well, to get to? Well, and it, it, well, this is where, this is where it comes down to uh, uh, Joe Manchin and Cinema out there from Arizona. That uh, the uh, it comes down to both of them have said that they are not going to get rid of the filibuster rule out there, and of course, you get filibuster is you got to get that sixty. And so, in this case, uh, we're looking at uh, you know again uh, they've got to come up to sixty, and, I, and again, I cannot believe. You're going to find 10 Republicans or nine Republicans, I should say, well, in this case, it'd be 10, that would say, yeah, this is a, this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Now, what, they, what they've done with the, their, I hate to even say the word COVID relief package, because that's what they're calling it. But, uh, you know, they did that under reconciliation, which means they only have to have a single vote, that one extra vote rule over there in the Senate yeah. because of it. And Americans aren't going to be happy when they see what's under the, in that $1.9 trillion boondoggle. There it is. That's Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. Now, like usual, we went about 20 minutes or so, so we have a lot more that we got to in that interview. So we're going to upload that as a special feature podcast as well that you can download. And I highly recommend it especially for this one. We covered a lot of ground. We covered, of course, this H.R. Uh, 1, which is the most ridiculous bill I think I've ever seen. We talked about modernization of Congress and what they're doing behind the scenes to try and stack not just the courts like they've talked about, but also stacking committees as well and what he's trying to do to fight some of that one, plus some of the anti-First Amendment issues that they're working on. And uh, we do ask him, I ask him very specifically about the FCC trying to limit the exposure of Newsmax, One American News Network, Talk Radio, uh, conservative outlets, both on cable TV, on radio, and on the interweb. We talk about all that. You're going to want to check it out. We'll have it as a special feature of the podcast coming up. You can find The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier on any of your favorite podcasting sites, and it'll be up shortly after the show with both the show and the special feature interview with the extended, unedited episode with Congressman Bob Latta. We always appreciate his monthly update. We'll do it again next month. One more segment coming up. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, 
Catch our special features and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. Radio and TV plus the live streaming. Trying to rebrand that millennial generation. The fastest hour of radio in radio. All over radio and TV. I know other shows try to say that. I know they try to the fastest hour of radio. No, no, no. No, right here. Flies right on by. We never get to half of what we actually want to talk about. Welcome in. You can always email me, by the way. I love to get emails and we do have our segment. We haven't done it in a while. And I have gotten some emails. I just haven't done it. Uh, But we need to do some more about what's in the mailbox. What's in the mailbox? Yeah, so you can always email me, network at gmail.com, network at gmail.com. No I in Hoosier. You can also go to the website at HoosierReason.com and send me a message from there as well. We always appreciate that and love it very much. To wrap up the program today... Uh, there's a few things I want to try and get to, but it's going to lead into a new Voice of Reason product infomercial, which we have not done in a very long time, and I apologize for that. But there really hasn't been, I mean, they make their own jokes, and I can't really make fun of them when they're that dumb already. So it's hard to actually make a joke and a satire out of something that's already satirical in the first place. Um, because then it's just too layered of jokes, and people just whoosh, over the heads. Anyways, there's a story out of the Sacramento Bee, California is set to ban boys and girls sections at the big retailers under a new proposed law. Now, as you know, there are differences between how conservatives handle issues and how progressives handle issues. If you don't like a certain restaurant, you don't have to go there. You can go somewhere else where they you like to go that agree with your philosophy that agree with your way of life, that agree with your stomach, if that's what you go for. You can choose on where you want to and want to not go. If you do not like Walmart because they're the evil, terrible big corporation, you do not like Walmart because they're really, they have a lot of money, they shut down small business, whatever you can, you do not like Walmart. You do not have to go there. You can buy your bag of peanuts somewhere else. You have that opportunity because that's the beauty of the free market private sector uh, because that's what you choose to do. Now, a progressive, on the other hand, says, I do not like Walmart. They are terrible. No one should be allowed to go there. I will shut them down. Big difference. There was a meme floating around from the left side of the aisle about Donald Trump and the cancel culture. Be like, oh, look who's really part of the cancel culture. culture." And it was a list of Donald Trump tweets saying, hey, if you really like this freedom, don't shop here. Hey, if you really like your amendment, your, your gun rights, don't buy purchases here. Don't do this. Don't do that. That's not saying I'm going to, as president of the United States, going to propose legislation to shut this business down because I do not like them. It simply says if you like X freedom, don't go to X business and support them because they are advocating for that anti-agenda of what you support. That's simple. That's called a boycott. That's called the voice of the free market. And it works, by the way. 
when you stop buying their product, when you unsubscribe to their products, when you don't support them in any way, shape, or form, and enough people do that, then they change their ways because you they realize that guess what? We just messed with our vote or with our with our consumer base. That works. On the other hand, the other side of the aisle says, no, I don't like them. We will shut them down, which is why they try to take your firearms away, which is why they try to shut down talk radio, which is why they're trying to force the FCC to shut down certain conservative outlets on TV, on radio, and on the interweb. They want to do that because you should not be allowed to do that because it makes them feel uncomfortable. Now, in relation to this story, the Sacramento Bee. California would ban boys and girls sections at big retailers under a proposed law. If you do not, for whatever wild concept in your life, feel that your child is a boy or a girl, then you can go and you can buy the gender-neutral colored clothes of yellow or green, which, by the way, yellow is a terrible color. It brings really bad energies or mojo to you. It looks very unappealing. I do not like the color yellow. I have never liked the color yellow. And they say never paint your walls or wear yellow clothes because it's bad for you. And it makes you sick. Literally, it makes you sick if you have that around you. Just throwing that out there. But if you're gender neutral and you feel like you're uncomfortable anyways, then I guess it doesn't matter because you're not in sync with a whole lot anyways. And not in the, I'm not saying that in a negative way or a negative countertone. I'm just saying that, you know, obviously it's okay. So do your thing. But if you don't like boys' clothes or you don't like girls' clothes, buy some gender-neutral clothes. You can buy a boy's shirt and a girl's shirt. What? I know. And it's crazy how you can actually pick and choose what you want. But under this law, they would ban said clothes for boys' sections and girls' sections. Which means... I'm feeling a Voice of Reason product infomercial brewing that we'll have to air next week. Oh, yeah. We'll get ready for that one. Until then, podcast going up a little bit. Special edition, special feature podcast going up a little bit as well. And uh, hopefully you enjoy it. We're back at it on Monday. Make sure to stay tuned in there. Until then, be your own Voice of Reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is the Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a great weekend. Back at it on Monday. Until then. Let's enjoy the weekend. Let's promote some conservatism. What do you say? Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.